Today's date is May 11th, 2022. The high temperature in Kansas City will be 32 degrees Celsius, or about 90 degrees Fahrenheit. The average price of gasoline in Kansas City is $3.94 per gallon. Apple yesterday announced the discontinuation of the iPod. And yesterday, Reed Detmers of the Los Angeles Angels threw a no-hitter against the Tampa Bay Rays. Aaron Judge hit a walk-off three-run home run against the Toronto Blue Jays. The Texas Rangers defeated the Kansas City Royals by a score of 6-4. to four. And as of now, the Royals' record is 9-18. and 18. Dayton Moore has said in the past, I don't know if it still applies to this season, it might as well, but he said that he doesn't like making major moves or whatever until about 40 games into this season. And I said this yesterday. I brought this up yesterday. And I still disagree with it. We don't have time to wait for 40 games. After 27 games, it is clear that this team is not performing well. That this is not a good baseball team. And if it does improve, how much is it really going to improve? Are we going to be a competitive, borderline 500 team like we hoped it would be? Will it? Or are we just going to win a few more games? I'm not sure. But, but really, how long do they think that this is going to go on? How long until we really turn it around? Because that's what the strategy seems to be. Just wait and, oh, it'll definitely get better later. And look, I have been saying this as well. I said this throughout April, but it's over now. Time's up. I'm done waiting. I'm tired of hoping and expecting it to get better. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is a product of insanity and complete madness and delusion. This organization seems deluded. It really does because they just will not change what they've been doing even after failure upon failure upon failure. And more and more and more and more, we're noticing it. The fans are noticing it, and the players are noticing it as well. It makes me wonder, are we about to see a revolt? Like a true revolt against the Royals organization by the fans and the players. Because, I mean, fans have been screaming about whatever issues we have now for years, really. And, and maybe years ago you could say it was overreacting. But now, seeing what the Royals are, seeing what has become of this team, what has been happening with this rebuild, seeing that we are now 9-18, and second worst run differential in baseball, one of the worst pitching stats, one of the highest ERAs, lowest batting average, fewest runs scored, basically every basic 
metric of being successful in baseball, the Royals are completely failing. They are one of the worst teams in baseball. After five years of watching losing teams, basically. It's like management believes that what they're doing is the right way. And not only is it the right way, but it's the only way. They can't do anything differently. Who is pitching today's game? Nobody knows. They haven't announced the starter. They say they don't know. How do you not know? I understand over the last few days, Carlos Hernandez has pitched. Brad Keller has pitched. Daniel Lynch has pitched. Zach Greinke has pitched. And you don't want Chris Bubich to be making any more starts. You moved him to the bullpen. So... Why are they sitting around? Why are they sitting on their hands saying, oh no, we don't have any more starting pitchers. We don't know who's going to start. Yes, you do. You can call up Jonathan Heasley right now and just send Chris Bubich down. Why are you putting Chris Bubich in the bullpen? If the, if his issue is control, why are you why do you think that's going to be resolved by just sitting him in the bullpen and letting him pitch one, two innings every five days or something? Why Why are they doing that? Why the, the, the handling of some of these players has been downright baffling from Kyle Isbell sitting on the bench for two weeks saying that Brady Singer is going to pitch out of the bullpen and then never letting him pitch out of the bullpen until finally you option him to AAA. It's so strange. And now you've got Chris Bubich, who is again, who just like Brady Singer, is in the bullpen but not pitching at all. What is this helping? What is this fixing? What is the plan here? It's not, you know, here's the issue. Okay, J.J. Piccolo, the current Royals general manager, whatever that actually means now, he says, oh, we didn't expect it to go this way. We didn't expect the team to struggle like this. Thank you. I understand that. I can tell you didn't expect that because I didn't expect that either. No one expected the Royals to struggle like this. Even the projections that were super pessimistic about us saying we're a 94-loss team, they didn't expect this. Because right now, the Royals are on pace for 109 losses. No, 108 losses. Maybe if you factor in the fact that they've lost, what, the last... How many of the last 13 of 15 or something? Then, okay, maybe it's... uh going to get worse but it doesn't matter you understand it's a disappointment all around okay it really is but it's not as if there aren't ways to fix this like i said it's like whatever they they thought would happen this season they're just going to continue reaching for that no matter what, it's like it's this team that has to be on the uh, uh, this team, this roster, these players in their 
the exact roles that they've been given at the beginning of the season. Like, this is just how it has to go for the entire season. Like, no other way around it. Like, no, we can't have Chris Bubich play in AAA. We need him in the major league, on the major league roster. No, it has to be Michael A. Taylor starting every day. No, it has to be Whit Merrifield starting every day. It doesn't need to be like this. There is no backup plan is what I'm saying. It's just they had a plan and now the plan has failed, but they are still sticking with it. They're still sticking with it after it has not only failed, but it has failed for years. It has at least failed for the last two years because we are already behind schedule when it comes to starting the youth movement. We should have traded Carlos Santana a year ago. We should have traded Andrew Benintendi maybe a year ago. I'm actually not that uh, against keeping Benintendi around because it's not like he's clogging up the outfield too much. Uh, it's probably more of an issue of Michael A. Taylor. Whatever. Whatever, dude. Ryan O'Hearn still has a contract for some reason. You know Ryan O'Hearn is literally the worst player in baseball now? Like I'm not saying I'm not saying that to be mean. And, and you know Ryan O'Hearn is probably a real nice guy. It's probably why the organization still wants him around because he's so nice. He's a good guy. People, the, the other players really like him. Okay, that's nice. Good for him. He's the lowest in wins above replacement. Um, of the last three years since 2019, and he's. Still been given a, a guaranteed contract, which, you know, good for him. Good for him getting his money. Bravo. I, I, I hope, uh, you know, like, like I have no personal grudge against him or anything. It's not like it's his fault. It's not like he's the one who's demanding things from the Royals or whatever. It's not like he, uh, although who knows, if he does have some kind of sinister intentions, there's something going on behind him he's this evil mastermind who has blackmailed the royals and to continue playing him yeah then I, I i guess that would make sense because why else would this team why why else would anyone have him bat fourth the, the literally the worst hitter in baseball of the last three years batting fourth for the royals maybe not necessarily yesterday but you get it it's 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 just insane it's ridiculous. And I mean, you look at the young players. You look at the young players that are on this team now. You look at MJ Melendez. He's hitting well. You look at Emmanuel Rivera. He's hitting well. Bobby Wood Jr., he did have three strikeouts yesterday. He went 0 for 4. Not a, not a good day, but before that, he was hitting well. He's generally been hitting well over the last couple of weeks. Kyle Isbell. Edward Olivares, before he got injured. You know? The young guys are really doing something. They 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 they're really making their case heard, their cases heard to this organization to be playing more, and we should be embracing that. And instead, it's just the same old failed experiment, day after day, with the Royals. It's insane, and like I said earlier. How long does this have to go on before they finally realize it? Because at this point, no one's on their side. Who is on their side? Like, who do they have that 
you, you know, really appreciates and respects what's going on here because there's not a lot of that. Not anymore at the very least. Even, you know, people like me who are just like, oh, man, you know, it'll, it'll get better. Don't worry about it. Even I'm just sitting here like, no. I'm, dude, bro, I'm getting freaking anxiety about watching the Royals. Like, it is making me actively stressed watching the Royals. As it, it, it's almost like I, I don't even really want to do this podcast all that much anymore because I wanted this to be fun. You know, I want baseball to be fun. And I always say, oh, yeah, I have a lot of fun watching baseball. I do in a way. But when things are like – like if – okay, if this team – kind of had the youth movement like I like we've been asking for if it did have Nick Prado and Vinny Pascantino and whoever else on the team right like the average age for this roster was like 24 all right and it was still 9 and 18 and you know we still had all the problems that we have now you know what that would suck but at least you can say that they tried all right you can have a failed rebuild. All right, that this is something that I do think about with the Royals. Like what if the Royals basically were something like the 2016 White Sox. You know, where it looks like you might be uh doing something, it looks like you might um you know, be at the start of a competitive window or something. You've got some really young talent. You know, 2016, that's when Tim Anderson came up. Their rotation had Chris Sale and Jose Quintana on the roster and they were still going to be around for a little while. Jose Abreu just came up basically and he he was just starting to play real well actually he was around for a couple of years before that, but you get what I mean. You know, you know, they had a, a a fairly young roster and it looked like it was the start of something for the White Sox. And then that team it it just didn't happen. It just didn't work. So they blew it up and rebuilt again. All right? Like that can happen with the Royals. I can understand. I've acknowledged that it is possible to have a failed rebuild. The prospects don't work out, or whatever. And maybe you know, obviously, there's going to be some anger towards that. It's not as if this is an ideal situation. But what I'm saying is that you can try to fail at the very least. It'll at least make everyone feel better if you fail while trying. Right now, this is not trying. This is just people being really stubborn, basically. It's practically selfish at this point to continue playing Whit Merrifield every day, to continue having Ryan O'Hearn take up a roster spot and get starts over Vinny Pasquantino, who's, I don't know, he, he hit, he hit another home run. I don't, I don't even know what this guy's stats are at this point or anything but i mean what is it he's hitting 260 with a 382 on base probably hasn't been updated for uh yesterday's games game whatever you get it it's you know i mean what what, what do you say about that like 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 how can anybody look at this and be like yes this is the way to go we have it has to be like this it's just because I, I, I assure you that the fans don't care and don't appreciate it. All right. I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that the fans don't care. All right. I moderate the subreddit r slash Casey Royals. 
I've seen a lot of I, I see a lot of people making posts all the time. Basically, there are lots of people who con who congregate in this area and voice their opinions. So, kind of speaking on behalf of them, we don't care. We don't want this. This is not the team that we wanted. It is not the team that we asked for. But now you've got the actual media going against it. Alec Lewis posted an article yesterday basically detailing and highlighting all of the problems that the Royals have right now. All right. And we talked about Alec Lewis yesterday. You know, we talked about how this guy was like the most optimistic, the most sing-songy, forgiving guy that the Royals have. You know, he's really carrying this team's water. And this article, like, really goes into what's wrong with the Royals. No sugarcoating. No, oh, man, it, you know, this is positive regression is coming or not none of that nothing okay he brings up the fact that in jake in san francisco they have jacob junis all right remember jacob junis the guy that we thought was great but it just turned out and eh, he just slowly deteriorated until you know we cut him and no one really cared all right well he's on the giants and he's doing well he's actually pitching really well for the giants as a reliever, but he has also made a start. All right, he's th he has a 1.2 ERA through 15 innings. You want to know what they did to him? Basically, nothing. Nothing about him has changed. So I this started a couple of weeks ago when he was featured on Pitching Ninja. Uh, Pitching Ninja showed off Junis throwing his slider, and it's like, wow, look at this crazy slider. And then Royals fans were all upset, like, oh, no, look what they did. The J they fixed Jacob Junis. No, but it's the same slider he's thrown since 2017. He, he never – he's always done that. That's not a new thing for Jacob Junis. So I just kind of thought it was nothing. I'm like, whatever. You know, people are overreacting. Small sample size, whatever. However, Alec Lewis points out that in 2019, I'm, I'm quoting his article here. In 2019, Junis threw 33.7% four-seamers, 29.7% sliders, 13.3% sinker, sinkers. This season with the Giants, he's throwing 54.9% sliders 22.1% sinkers 6.9% four seamers his four seamer was always a mediocre pitch that's why he just kind of got worse over time and his slider as we all know is his best pitch and this is what the giants did they simply maximized his potential by saying hey you know that one pitch that you have that's really good? Just throw that. <laughs> but meanwhile, with the Royals, they're just like, no, uh, four-seam fastball. Do that. Everyone throws four-seam fastballs a lot, so you should do that too. Or something. Who really knows what the Royals said to him? But very obviously, they 
missed. They did something real wrong with Junis. All right, and the players know this. The players are aware that people are leaving Kansas City and getting better. Look what happened with Jorge Soler. All right. It's it's something it like it I mean Lewis hadn't he didn't go into detail about how the players know or like what they have to say about it, but I mean I think it is easy to assume that they're aware of it and probably don't feel all that great about it because I don't know. Have you seen the clubhouse lately? Man, these guys look absolutely freaking miserable. These guys look absolutely just gone. Mentally checked out every single game. Meanwhile, there's something that uh, I kind of enjoyed on Twitter yesterday. Um, I don't know who it was, but there was this like gif or clip of of Jazz Chisholm. I hope I'm saying that right. But Jazz from the Marlins just juggling some baseballs. Just juggling some baseballs. And everyone was having a good laugh. It was cool. It was fun to see. It was funny. It was nice. You know, that team is 13 and 17. They've lost the last, like, 8 or 9 out of 10 games. And here they are, still just living it up. Having having a good time. And, I mean, credit, I mean, maybe it's easy for Jazz because he's a terrific player and he's the best player the Marlins have right now. And I think he's going to be a future superstar in this league. I love that guy. But that's the kind of a vibe you, you get from another team that is young and struggling. With the Royals, they're young and struggling, but man, does it, it, no one wants to be there right now. Like, no, like everyone is just miserable here. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't speak on the behalf of the players, but I can at least speak on the behalf of the fans that um, we're miserable. We are pretty freaking miserable with this team because it has been such a disappointment and the organization just doesn't seem to have any solution for it. They just seem to think that it'll all be okay and we should just, I don't know, embrace it, enjoy it, whatever. Who freaking knows, dude? I don't know what. I don't I don't know what. I don't know anything really. It's but it's it's all just terrible. It's all it's all bad, but again, bringing up the Alec Lewis article again, it you know if you have if you're not subscribed to the Athletic, I get it, um, but if you are, you really need to read this article because it is it is telling of what's going on with the Royals, and if you've got this guy who's writing about you in a negative way, I mean, how far down do you think that goes? If, uh, like I said, this is the most forgiving and optimistic guy that reports for the Royals. And he's, and he, he wrote this article like even he's had enough of it. All right. I feel like they're just, the Royals are just at the end of the rope with when it comes to the fans and whatever. All right. Like you, you can't hide behind 2015 anymore. 2015 was seven years ago. We're ready to move on. All right. And they should be ready to move on too, but they just won't move on from anything. The fans don't care. We don't want this. And and that should say enough to bring about change in the organization. 
but also if players are against this as well, that that's even worse maybe. I mean, like I said, how do you think it, it must feel for some of these guys to look at, you know, some of their former teammates going on to be successful for other teams? You know, how how would you, again, seriously, how would you feel about as, as a pitcher just looking at what's happened with Jacob Junis and be like, oh, what, why, why didn't they just do that for us? Or, oh, there's a better opportunity for me somewhere else, but instead I'm stuck here. Instead, I have to listen to Cal Eldred. I wrote an, uh, a piece on the Royal subreddit. Um, I encourage you to read it. I basically wrote about something that happened during Carlos Hernandez's start. It was during one of the, the mound visits where, um, you know, he, he was getting into trouble in the fifth inning. So, you know, Cal, Cal came out onto the mound to talk to him. And Carlos is just juggling either the Rosen bag or the, the, the baseball in his hand just over and over. He's just looking down, juggling this thing in his hand just constantly. And Rex Hudler like called it out and he's like, Oh, you, you you got to listen to your pitching coach or something like that, you know, and like I get that and HUD isn't technically wrong, but it does make me wonder, like, maybe Carlos doesn't want to listen to Cal Eldred because what has Cal Eldred done for anybody? Again, Jacob Jonas probably is the best case for not listening to Cal Eldred because if Cal Eldred is the one who was like, oh, hey, throw – four seamers a third of the time even though your four seamer sucks ass but then you know he doesn't have to listen to Cal Eldred anymore and suddenly someone is like oh hey throw your actually good pitch more and succeeds like really why would you listen to Cal Eldred what has Cal Eldred done for anybody why is it that after a mound visit more often than not, trouble still continues. Like the the problem, the issue that a pitcher is having currently, it hasn't been fixed. You know, there's a Cal Eldred mound visit and then immediately after, home run or a walk or something. Why is it that when – why is it that in the first inning of seemingly every game, the the starter gives up three runs? Why is it? It's like – there's no plan for going into these games or whatever the plan is just is just completely wrong. Like there's just like like he just doesn't know what to actually tell pitchers like or he doesn't know how to make them succeed or whatever. It's just so strange. So yeah, maybe I mean who knows? Maybe Carlos, you know, doing the thing with the rosin bag or whatever. Maybe he was just nervous, understandable. But 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 even still that also shows that Cal Eldred can't get him to calm down, that he's still not doing his job at, 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 you know, getting his pitcher to relax, clear his head, and, you know, help him refocus. He didn't do that either. So whatever this mound visit was for, was it, it, it didn't work because Hernandez still struggled. He didn't record a single out after that, I don't think. And he didn't calm down. So what are you doing? What is Cal Eldred doing? You 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 kind of think about that, and then you also think about the time where Brady Singer just seemed to refuse to throw a changeup. Hey, you know what's going on with Brady Singer right now in Omaha? 
He's throwing his change up and striking batters out with it. Oh, he actually can throw a changeup now. Wow. Amazing. It's almost like working with different people has allowed players to succeed. When you don't listen to Cal Eldred, you just get better magically. So why has he been here for five years? Oh, because Dayton Moore says he, he has faith in his players and his staff, whatever. And you know, there is a lot of good that can come out of having faith and and trust, things like that. I think that worked out for, you know, 2014, 2015. Just having faith, trusting that things will work out, you know, it can it, it can be it's one of those intangibles in baseball, you know, one of those personal things that it, it, you, it can't be measured statistically, but it does matter and it does make a difference. But in this case, it's like the difference is flipped over. Having faith, having trust and giving everyone too much lenience is just dooming the Royals right now. And no one wants it because the player, the fans don't want this. And it doesn't seem like the players want this either. So what are we doing? Where are we going? And why are we still walking down the same path? I don't know, man. It's all very sad. Baseball shouldn't make you sad. Baseball shouldn't make anyone sad. It should be fun. It should be, you know, even in 2018 and 2019, there's, you know, I actually looked down at the people who would say that this team, the 2022 Royals, are like the worst team ever. Because it's like, okay, dude, 2019, our highlights were a complete game shutout by Glenn Sparkman and Keith Fillmire talking trash to Tim Anderson and Willie Peralta yelling at Mabry's Valoria. Like, I don't know if this team's worse, but you know what? At least those guys tried. At least it felt like there was some effort being made. Sure, there were lots of talentless fellows, but they tried and they cared, it seemed like. What's going on with the 2022 Royals? There is talent. There is potential. But it doesn't seem like anyone's trying to maximize it. Instead, it's just the same old song and dance. How long is it going to continue? And how long am I going to have to record the same podcast airing out these problems? I really hope I can have something else to talk about at some point soon. But right now, Things just aren't very fun. So I apologize for the dour podcast. I, I apologize for the the sad mood and all that. You know, someone reported one of the posts on uh, on Casey Royals, one of the articles, of a, a Royals Review article that was that talked about how we need to, blow, the, the Royals need to blow it up, basically. Right? Someone reported that. And in the report, they said, can someone, can you guys please do something about the fucking negativity? On this subreddit. It's getting so tiring. And you know what? I understand. I understand what you're saying. But the answer is no. I can't do anything about that. Because this is just what happens. 
with this kind of team. This is what happens when your team fails. All right. We've been sitting here for a long time waiting for things to get better. And as things get not only they not only don't get better, but they actually continue to get worse. We're still told that it's going to get better someday. But you know what? We're really just tired of waiting at this point. We need things to change and we think need things to change right now. Because again, how long is this going to go on until you see some actual hell raised by fans, by players? I honestly hope that a player comes out and just like airs it out or something. Like a, a player, like just a, a tweet. All right, post a tweet about how, like, it's BS what's going on or something. Like, you don't even have to be specific. You don't have to name names or anything. Just say something. You know what? It might get you some, uh, it, it, it might, you know, someone might not like you for it. Your manager might not like you for that. Your general manager might not like you for that. But you know what? The fans are on your side. The fans are on your side if any, if the, any of them want to, uh, air out some problems that they have with the Royals right now, with the way that they're, they're being managed, with the way things are, are, with the way things are on other teams, basically. We're on, we're on their side. But for, for management in particular, it's over. <laughs> Will I do a podcast tomorrow? I don't know. Depends. If there's anything new to talk about, maybe. Given the fact that we don't even know who's pitching. Yeah, I just don't have a very high expectation of that happening. But in any case, it's not like this is the last podcast I'll ever do. I'm just saying. It might not be as daily as I hoped it would be. So I hope you forgive me for that. But I'll see you around. As I always say, thank you very much for making this podcast a part of your day. Even if it's not the best podcast even if it doesn't have very happy things to say and all that you know i still really appreciate that you listened thank you very much for listening to me so this is the royal deluxe podcast i'm lux and i hope you're having a good one